Hi, welcome to the third episode of the Two Sick Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm your host, Jim Jones, as always. With me is Frogman and Aaron Berrio. Yo. We also have Deverick and Finus of Mayrunner. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for and, having us. Absolutely. And always, uh, I like to start off with the introductions. Uh, I'd like to know where you're from, how old you are, what you play, and why you play. I think like you're back in college and this is your first class, you know, Liesberger. Yeah. Uh, uh, where I'm from, mm-hmm. uh, I'm from Abbeville, Louisiana. I'm 30 years old. I play guitar and sing in Mayrunner. And what was it? Why do I play? Yep. Uh, man, um, I think, I don't know, it's, it's like a sense of, a sense of identity, you know, you, you tend to find a sense yeah. of identity in music, so I think that's kind of why I wanted to play. Absolutely. I'm Finus, I am from Chicago, Illinois, originally, um, I am 33, and I actually have a pretty sweet story for why I play the guitar. Uh, real quick, my dad is a musician, plays the guitar, he bought me a guitar, really sweet ass, um, can I curse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a really sweet something or another guitar. And I uh, I was like, man, I don't want to be like my dad. I sold it in a, a yard sale for $76. Nice. And, uh, you know, didn't want to be like him. Lo and behold, uh, I saw this cat <laughs> play at JP's um, for the reunion show of his previous band. And... I realized, oh my God, there's other people like me. Um, <laughs> and so I decided to kind of like pursue this path again um, to kind of bond with my dad and, yeah. you know, take on a new thing. So That's phenomenal. Awesome. So Chicago, you, uh, you like the Blackhawks? Man. <laughs> oh my God. And letting you down with the Patrick okay Kane tree. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I know no comment, man. No comment. <laughs> so, my dad's actually from Champaign, so okay. around uh, Springfield area. Yeah, so yeah. I go up to Illinois every couple of years, but I mean, I've been to Chicago once, so my uncle moved down, but yeah. I mean, I, I fuck with Illinois. It's, it's pretty, but. Yeah. It's crazy um, out there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a lot different. A lot colder. I don't really fuck with the cold, but, you know. Um, so. Where did Mayrunner begin? I know you guys, uh, in your bio, you have that you're an art project. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get into that as well, what you mean by that. Like, how specifically is it an art project and uh, where it got its starts? So, um, <clears throat> Mayrunner got its start really... So, if I were to really just bring it back to how, I, you know, the idea came about. So, um, I was in a band for quite a quite a while. I played guitar in this band uh, called Project Kitchen Band whenever mm-hmm. I was 19. And I had been playing in that, and um, I'd, I'd done some, like, frontman stuff in, in a band in high school, but, like, whenever I got to this point, I was like, well, this may be just my path to just be a guitar player. Right. And I kind of threw away the whole, the whole songwriting aspect of it all. But I still did it. I mm-hmm. just didn't do it, you know, publicly. I tried to do a few projects with friends of mine. It didn't really work out. And, um... Uh, the band that I had been in for so long had broken up, and then we had gotten back together. And I just really didn't trust that it was going to get back together, uh, or that it was going to stay together, rather. And then we go into, like, this like, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a pretty big, uh, like, falling out with my grandmother, who had raised me. And, uh, I, you know, we were really religious, and... Uh, I wasn't a part of the church anymore. So we had split up, and that was really uh, a big turning point for me where I was like, I think if I don't write, um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna end it all. <laughs> like yeah. it, it really had gotten to that point, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I just had found this group of people that I was playing with, and um, out, outside of Crowley, uh, we had we had done this little band for a little while, and it just didn't really amount to much at that time. And the bass player in that band had wanted to start another project, and I was like, well, maybe this is like a, a chance to to do something again. So mm-hmm. we had talked about it. And um, we're like, I guess we just need a drummer. And yeah. um, we found one. <laughs> yeah. We found a drummer. And um, then we just kind of started playing. And like the art project thing, I think from the beginning of the band, we wanted to be able to um, kind of explore more than just being like, I don't know, like a rock band, you right. know, like I think we want it to be more than just a rock band. So when I, when I said art project, I guess that really give, just gave us an opening to do whatever mm-hmm. it was that we wanted mm-hmm. to do. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely get the, uh, the art project stuff with songs like white noise yeah. you know, with organization, which, uh, you just told me before we started this, you are also a member of, yes. which I did not know. Yes. Um, so that, that adds up. That makes sense. Nice. But, uh, I, I really like that. And then I think Space Ghost as well kind of yeah. fits that. Yeah. Uh, off your, what is that? Uh, something giant, Among oh, Giants yeah. uh, EP from 2021, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that fits pretty well. Um, is there anything behind the name, Mayrunner? What's it mean? That's an interesting story. <laughs> uh, so um, the name, when we started the band, uh, we went through a bunch of different names mm-hmm. and trying to figure out kind of what stu- stuck. And um, uh, one of uh, a childhood friend of mine that I was hanging out with, we had this idea of wanting to do another project. And it was it was based off of uh, the band that we had had in high school. And uh, we came up with the name Sleepless May. Right? Okay, okay. So I remember we were still, Mayron was still trying to find a name. And... Uh, I don't know if Finest remembers this, but we were at Raisin Cane's. Uh, this is like 2015, I think. God, that's yeah, so that's ago. so long ago. Like we're at Raisin Cane's, and I was like, "Guys, I have it. I have the name." And I said, "It's the Sleepless May." And they were just like, eh, "Indifferent." <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. Uh, so, by, but like, I never want to do anything mm-hmm. that not everybody is on board with. Right, so, right. like, I tried to make it work, mm-hmm. and like, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So we went back to the drawing board because, like, I pretty much just looked it in the face and I was like, nobody's digging this name. So let's figure out something. So uh, there starts a text conversation oh that, that goes on for, like, a for week. All, all, all week long. <laughs> uh, and so, like, we're just shooting ideas back and forth. And uh, Finance at this point probably have checked out. Because <laughs> right, <laughs> right. it's mainly me and our drummer just yeah. going at it. Because yeah. everything she was telling me I hated, everything mm-hmm. I told her she hated, and it was just kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we get to we get to the word runner. Right. And she's like, how about we name the band Runner? And there was a band years ago called Runner Runner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you remember that band? And um, I was like, no, they have that band. I don't, don't want to do it. Right. And I was like, I still want to incorporate May in that. And yeah. May is, it means a lot to me mm-hmm. um, for a bunch of different reasons. But I was like, May means a lot. And so she was like, what about May Runner? And I was like, huh. Yeah. I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. That that sounds pretty good. And it just kind of stuck in my head. And I was like, I don't think there's a band called that. And it just, it, it stuck out as really unique. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. And 
Finest didn't say he wasn't on board with it at first. <laughs> and then, like, a year or two later, oh, yeah. 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 like, so much yeah. time had passed. We're at, uh, we're at Biz Banos, which oh, is no man. longer mm-hmm. a venue. Right, R.I.P. But, um, R.I.P. Biz Banos. Yeah. But we were at Biz Banos, and our name was up on the marquee. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he, he comes down, and he's like, That's what sold it. And he's like, I get it. Mm. I get it now. So I'm like, <laughs> All right. So first first year and a half, two years. He yeah, and he's like, like <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. And then he's like, oh, again. No, that's, that's cool. So why does May have a lot of meaning to you? Oh man, that's a really tough one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, May the May first, twenty ten mm-hmm. was the day I felt like I decided I wanted to take music really seriously okay and that was the day i played my first show mm-hmm. and that band broke up <laughs> and then yeah. i like the day of i had formed uh, another band that i was in uh called a modern myth mm-hmm. and it took the drummer from the previous band i was playing in and um one of uh one of my best friends mm-hmm. played bass uh, that i had kind of taught how to play bass and we that was our band and uh that our bass player uh passed away mm-hmm. in 2015 um, in August, he had a disease. I still don't know exactly what it was, but yeah. um, he had passed away. And like his birthday was in May. Mm-hmm. Alex's birthday is in May. Uh, May is the first month of summer. Yeah. And that's kind of like all that significance of of that month. Uh, it's just there. Like, I don't know. I feel I feel happier yeah. in that in that month. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of why. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. For sure. Um, so. If you had to describe Mayrunner's sound, how would you describe your sound? Oh man, okay. No, um, take that one. <laughs> Mayrunner is a weird thing. It's mm-hmm. it's graduated from like a band into its own artistry. Right. It's it's such a, a different, weird sounding band. Um, man, I mean, I like to describe us as being a mix of of Kings of Leon. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Coheed and Cambria, mm-hmm. big influence, um, you know that that sort of vibe. But uh, you can kind of tell where uh, where each of us kind of came from musically. I mean, personally, it was for me it was Kings of Leon, My Chemical Romance, okay. um, uh, Mastodon, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, obviously Coheed. Right. But like, we all come together from different uh, angles, and it converges so well. Right. We have these large, grandiose sounds sometimes, man, and it's 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 like emotion. That's what I love about playing music, especially with this group of people. Like, it's it's emotional. It's not just Definitely. mechanical. Definitely. It's 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 really emotional, man. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, as you were talking, it got me thinking that like early on we got slapped with the pop punk title, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I n- I never felt we were that in its right. entirety. Right. Um, I can hear the influence. Yeah. That, like, it's not lost on me that there's yeah, an influence yeah, of that music there. It was an influence in all of our lives, mm-hmm. you know, who didn't grow up on that right. stuff. So it was definitely an influence of, of us at, for that time. Um, but I think it's an unfair characterization of mm-hmm. our band. Yeah. Because there's, if you listen to the music, it's much more than just that. A thousand percent. I think if you may be able to pick two or three, like true pop punk songs mm-hmm. out of that mm-hmm. but nothing more than that i we think we've evolved you know? yeah definitely so i i can hear early 2000s late 90s alt rock emo yeah. pop punk definitely mm-hmm. coheed and cambria yeah, pretty coheed, heavily coheed was a, a mm-hmm. huge man honestly 
what I thought about most when I was listening to y'all's music. And I, I love that sound. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds great, and I think you guys have managed to take that and make it your own thing, and it's it's awesome. And I could hear that, um, actually, when we were at the Party Girl show. And I know that's something he'll get into later. Yeah. But the solo Coheed cover. Yeah, was, yeah. Bro, I, I almost brought tears to my eyes. It was, it was awesome. We were just winging it. Yeah, we were just winging it. That was an awesome <laughs> it, it, I think, like... Uh, Early on, I used to hate the Coheed like mm-hmm. comparison, and mainly because like I have the key work on the back of my car, right. and so right. like people will be like, "Well, they sound like Coheed because that dude <laughs> is like the biggest Coheed fan." He's ripping yeah. them off, and I used to hate that yeah. because I was like, you know, I want to be wholly it's, our own thing. It's definitely you know? more than yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I, I love like I love Coheed. Mm-hmm. Love Coheed. My favorite band since I was twelve years old. Yeah. But like, I, I never felt like I was that. I, yeah. I can hear the difference. Yeah. In definitely. It, but, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, if you were to be compared to any band, mm-hmm. Coheed's a band, like a great yeah, band to be yeah. compared to. So definitely, I don't really hate it as much anymore. So yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I'm definitely not saying you guys. Sound oh like no, 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 no. Even but, if, but, even if you did, I mean, right. it, it's a, it's a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you. I, I'll get into later about how you guys came into your own sound. Right. Definitely, you can tell throughout your different projects that you guys are kind of finding your way into your own unique sound. Uh, kind of distance yourself a little bit from Coheed and the later projects, right. but mm-hmm. it's still it's May Runner throughout, and right. and I enjoy that a lot. But uh, so getting into some influences, mm-hmm. um, any particular bands? Besides, I know you just said Coheed, but right. any particular artists or anything that influenced either of you throughout your lives or had a big impact on you? Oh man! All right, so obviously for me it was it was Kings of Leon. Mm-hmm. Uh, being that May Runner was my first and first and only real band I, yeah. I played in a cover band before before uh may runner story right there but mm-hmm. uh you know kings of leon was was huge for me as far as discovering my own tone and that's a big thing for me he and i go back like and forth about this all the time i'll get so upset because i just i lose my tone <laughs> and i i don't know man it was great a week ago and now i just hate it and yeah but at the core like every time i go through this big old circle of trying to find my tone i look back at at that group and that's 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 where the the, the emotion the feel for me came for mm-hmm. I mean, it came from um you know w- with respect to tone i love that band i love their sound i love their authenticity and I've taken several of their concepts and tried to make it my own, especially with like the the, the big whale washy reverb airiness. Oh, definitely, that's huge for me, man. Like, it's fun personally. It's really really fun, but it's where I I thrive. It's it's mm-hmm. where the the emotion is for me musically. Um, it's it's my sweet spot, man. Uh, the other thing is you know. I, I love playing My Chemical Romance style music. Yeah. That's I actually when I first started playing guitar, uh, I was playing a lot of Kill Switch Engage. Um, yeah. Adam D is my freaking man. I, I I messaged him on Facebook one time, uh, Happy <laughs> Birthday, and he responded, and I was like, Oh, oh my god, yeah, bro, yeah, uh, love that guy. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he he influenced me um, musically with respect to skill. Um, man, I, I had a seven string at one time. Mm. I was playing a seven string. Shout out to Angel Vivaldi. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another really cool cat. Mm-hmm. I message him on Instagram. That's mm. one of the nicest dudes ever. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, like Kill Switch, 
uh, it was very technical, mm-hmm. but technical isn't always appropriate. Right. And, and that's what I kind it's of learned everything. playing with more than just uh, the, the, the MP3 or playing with my computer, playing with people. It's different. You may not use that particular skill set. So what works? Mm-hmm. And that, that actually is a big relationship thing between he and I. What works? Where are where are the two of us together in this? And he and I, we blend quite well. We've always blended well, and it's 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 been a a journey, really. It's yeah. really been a musical journey, mm-hmm. like yeah. having that bond with this dude right here. You know, I know where he's gonna go with something. He knows where I'm gonna go, or maybe we can't figure it out, and then boom, yeah, there it is. Yeah. It, that was it this whole time. Yeah. It's it's weird, man. It's real weird. Yeah, it's awesome. It, I mean, like, <clears throat> hearing you say stuff like that, like, <laughs> an influence, you know, talked talked about Coheed mm-hmm. at quite long, you know. <laughs> Claudia, <laughs> message me, please. <laughs> uh, we we got to tell them that time when we were in Houston. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, influences. So, <clears throat> I can dig into, like, everything. You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking about Aaron and Kevin's interview and, like, just, like, Aaron talking about, like, just, like, what his parents grew up on mm-hmm. and like where where was the moment that he felt like you know he it kind of switched for him and, and you know kind of taking that same approach is you know like um you know my i'm biracial so right. i grew up on my mom's side of the family and um my grandmother very much loved country music mm-hmm. and um you know i knew a lot of that stuff growing up <clears throat> and she, you know, she was a huge fan of like the everything at the time, and especially the stuff you know that she was listening to, liked older rock and roll music. Right. Um, but uh, that was what my grandmother's influences were, and how, how that shaped me a little bit too. And then um, when my mom, again, my mom liked a lot of nineties R and B, so R and B and hip hop and stuff. So that's another bonding point mm-hmm. for the two of yeah. us. And um, I loved a lot of that stuff, and a lot of that stuff meant something to me. And I think like my first like like move into my my own music <clears throat> it's gonna sound hilarious mm-hmm. when i say it was like maroon five okay <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. so that first maroon five mm-hmm. album like i remember there was something about just yeah. the way he sang that i, I kind of like related to and um i think like the first album i ever bought was uh like with my own money mm-hmm. oh no wait hold on like I, there's two of them that i can remember i'll tell you mine so <laughs> the first yeah. album that was bought for me that i wanted mm-hmm. was ella funk by uh black eyed peas okay okay so oh, the, yeah. but the first album <laughs> i bought with my own money because mm-hmm. i was like oh, i need this was Rob Thomas something to be? Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit! Okay, hell yeah! So that was the first like yeah. album I yeah. ever had, and it was a dual disc. Do you remember <laughs> dual disc? Yeah, so it was bro. a dual disc. Yeah. So I had that album, <clears throat> and then like uh, I had like a Will Smith yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I grew up really religious, so yeah. like my grandma wanted clean music. Trust so me, uh, it wasn't until like I started listening to like stuff like well. Like on my CD player mm-hmm. at the time that uh, I started branching out, and my brother-in-law, who was a huge influence on me, mm-hmm. um, him and my sister had gotten married when I was thirteen, and um, bef- before that, you know, getting to know him, he completely flipped everything like on its head. I yeah. was introduced to Coheed from him. Yeah. 
I was introduced to uh, at the time it was very early Fallout Boy, mm. so like a lot of the Nintendo Sea Grave when they were good, yeah, yeah. So a lot of that, yeah, really a lot of that stuff. Um, he introduced me to this band called The Spill Canvas, yeah, okay, which I listen a lot to. Uh, Incubus was a huge, mm. huge influence right. on me. I fuck with Incubus um, pretty hard, and so like I, I be like Pro Jam and like a lot of like Soundgarden and stuff like that. Like those bands were really, really influential on me mm. as I was growing up, and then. Uh, when I started learning how to play guitar, because it always, like, I feel like every musician could speak for days about this yeah. kind of stuff because it hits you in different ways. Yeah. Right. And, like, <clears throat> like whenever I, I, I found uh, my grandfather's guitar, my grandfather passed away when I was four, mm. and my grandmother thought she sold all of his guitars. Me and my cousin found two of his acoustic guitars. Damn. And uh, it, was, awesome. it was crazy. They were old. They were yeah. like from the 70s, and I learned how to play on that guitar, and um, you know, I was I was learning, you know, like Rage Against the Machine mm -hmm. and, and like uh, Audio Whoa. Slave and obsessed. became obsessed with, with mm -hmm. like, you know, Tom Morello and yeah. became like yeah. he was everything. And at the same time, I was learning how to play bass. So yeah. like I was getting into Tom Morello and Tim Comfort. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like at that same time. And then uh, I kind of for a minute didn't really worry about the code stuff and like went deeper into incubus went deeper into sound garden yeah dug into all that kind of stuff but at the same time like my influence was growing uh over and over and then there was just this one point i'll never forget it i was 17 and um i come across um incubus's uh bass player the second bass player mm -hmm. ben kenny mm -hmm. he had solo material and he played it all himself like he played drums okay. bass guitar and he sang with it and i remember thinking like oh shit like this is doing something yeah. to me like yeah. internally yeah. and um i just became i started digging more into like tone like yeah, that was like digging into like oh i want my guitar to sound like that mm -hmm. like how his stuff is and like because before i was like my favorite guitar player before that was like john mayer yeah so i had the where the light is dvd and i watched the shit mm, out of that mm. yeah i watched that over and over and over and like got super into it and like i was like that i was just like a bedroom guitar i was like trying to write mm -hmm. i was in a couple bands through that time, but like I just remember whenever I was like, I need to figure out what my voice is, right. and then just like from then on, uh, started listening to a bunch of other stuff. But like at the core of that kind of stuff, and you know, we talked about Foo Fighters, mm -hmm. saying Foo Fighters was a big influence on yeah. me as well. So like I was, I was about to say yeah. that their first album is yeah. what did that for me. When Dave recorded everything himself, himself. I was like, this motherfucker's super talented. Like that that really introduced a whole new world for me. Yeah. Personally. It made but, me want to be like that kind of mm -hmm. musician mm -hmm. like i could play everything like as well as the thing before it right you know, jack of all trades you yeah. know that kind of thing so i guess I, I would say that okay so going back into tone mm -hmm. that's such an interesting question i feel like as tone or as guitar players tone is kind of like your musical voice like that's how you mm -hmm. choose to voice things so for you, do you find your tone when you mesh with each other it's more or less kind of figuring out of course, it's how we're going to complement each other, but is it more or less, hey, this is my voice. Hey, this is my voice. How can we make it this new sound that is kind of Mayrunner? Or do you kind of build from, like, ground zero? Do you start from the bottom and build your way up with each other? Uh, I'm or curious, your personal experience? I'm curious to hear what you think, because I have an idea. I want to hear what you think about it before I tell you. All right, I'll go in. Fantastic right. question. <laughs> so playing with Deverick is so freaking difficult tonally because mm -hmm. his tone is so large it encompasses so much of the spectrum 
So for me, over the past 10 years, it's been different amps, different guitars, different effects. You freaking name it. I've done it just to like figure out where my voice is next to his. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a really difficult process. I mean, I've gone from my, my first thing was the the 11 rack mm -hmm. rig. I had mm -hmm. a freaking 11 rack with um, uh, a power amp and an avatar mm -hmm. cab on the top. I, dude, I was Damn. I was trying. Um, I've hopped from like that to oh man, I had a, a stag at one point. Oh, that <laughs> terrible thing. Her dad. I saw on a stag acoustic. <laughs> stag V, yeah. bro. Dude, I yeah. don't start something. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, brother. Go ahead and it's... ask me if I knew how to play guitar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you know, Marshalls. My, I had my voice for a good minute with the Ampeg, mm -hmm. but that's kind of really when I, I I dialed in on the the Kings of Leon influence, uh, because they recorded with that particular amp. Um, it was a very big game changer for me. I've hopped from that to Roland. Mm -hmm. Right now, I man, so all the way around the sun, and now I play an orange. Yeah, next yeah. to this guy Hell who also yeah, plays man. an orange. Yeah. But that was it. That was that's what it was. That's what was needed. Um, it's crazy, man. Like we have our different voices, mm -hmm. but we both sound May Runner. If that makes right. any yeah. sense. I, I like my thoughts on that. Um, it's never like a conscious like thought. At, really, I feel I feel like if you plan it, it's not gonna go well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like um, our early stuff, uh, you know, was that, like we were trying to really get a feel for each other. Mm -hmm. right. Finest's tone was very sleek. Oh, I forgot about the PV too. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, Shout the, the out sixty uh, yeah, uh, yeah. sixty five oh five. Yeah. And we um, we like definitely like had. I don't know like it was hot and cold for a second you know because like, my tone and how i developed my voice on it was very different i mean i think we all went through the same thing with like tr trying out different amps and you know i had like a vox at one point right. and you know um i can't remember like i had a, a, the, a um, frontman 212 yeah. i had um shit man that, i had so many different that things head that you had uh the terror no, or the albion out there yeah the uh, mm -hmm. so i got that one from pat i bought that one from pat so <laughs> pat um, mcgee baby yeah <laughs> p mcgee so um yeah i had that um for a little bit but that's kind of like mm -hmm. chronological order but like whenever i remember i had a bunch of different guitars i had started out like with my brother-in-law's guitar because mm -hmm. he had stopped playing and i it was like a sunburst epiphone less paul Ooh. And um, that's I played a, a, a section of my old band and with that, um, not a ton of effects. I have like, I had the grunge pedal. If oh, you remember yeah. what that looks like, it's the grossest looking pedal ever. <laughs> uh, but I had that, um, and uh, I had a guy that I played music with in high school that like was trying to build a pedal board. So I started thinking about the same thing, and um, from that, from then, you know, trying to kind of find my, my, my sound. I have like a Gretsch Electromatic for mm. a little while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was in the George, George Harrison phase. Like, mm. George Harrison. So, uh -huh. so I, uh, I had a uh, nice. Gretsch Electromatic. He's the best then, people. Oh, uh, and then I had I'm a, a, um, guy. an Epiphone Black Beauty. Mm. Yeah, that pedal, dude. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I've seen that, bro. That's <laughs> But I had I had a Gretsch electromatic. I did, did funny story about that grunge pedal in like 2011. Uh, a dude I was living with had like an actual Gibson Les Paul, and I stole it for a show because I, <laughs> I wanted to play it. And it was going through that pedal and it actually sounded pretty decent. <laughs> oh, like oh, dude, I had an Epiphone dot. 
Mm-hmm. I had a white Epiphone dot with no inlays on it. And I bought that from a guy I went to I went to school with. I mean, oh no, I went to uh, I worked with. So yeah. I worked at a grocery store when I was a teenager, and I had, I bought that from him. Um, and then the headstock broke, and I didn't know you mm. could fix it, and I threw it away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then eventually, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I was stupid. <laughs> eventually, um, Kevin is fucking flipping out. I've told Kevin the story yeah. many times. I even showed him the guitar with the headstock yeah. broken. Um, but like. When I was like 20 or 21, um, uh, credit card companies started giving me credit cards. Yeah. So boy, I, bought, I bought an Orange Crush 212, mm. um, and I went to Guitar Center, and I bought – I got the gear card, and I got a Gibson SG that day. And I had two pedals. I had uh, an Ibanez Tube Screamer TS9. Mm-hmm. And I had an MX Star Distortion 3. By themselves, they don't pack a punch. Mm-hmm. Together, you have a baby right there on the floor. Shit, like, it's and I, that's kind of the start to like, I wanted a huge sound. I wanted yeah. something all encompassing. Yeah. I wanted something that packed a punch like whenever it came in. And like with the orange and the, the SG mm-hmm. and these pedals, it just happened to be like that. And when we started the band, we were a three piece. And, um, uh, which we can get into that story in a second, but when Finest joined the band, it was like, how are we going to balance what we were doing? It took us right. years to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And eventually it just was like, okay, like I know what to expect. And now it's more of like a, let's sound check before. Like it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, Finest, let's sound check and we'll do it. And like, there's that sweet spot that we know where it's at. And we are like, this is a combination of both of our voices yeah. together. Yeah. And it's just something that you feel. It's like, I don't know. Like I think about it, like. Like pouring a glass of water and you get mm-hmm. right to the middle. It's like that's where you're at. Like, yeah. We need we're meeting right here. And it's like there's the lush tone and mm-hmm. there's where he cuts and uh, you know it's just it's been much more of uh, of a discovery to find where we fit yeah. because we also have have currently and had a bass player mm. that also covered a lot oh, of that. Right. Oh, it's difficult. Yeah, man. so it was like, you know, how do we figure that out? How do yeah. we EQ ourselves? And then we eventually got it. And now it's not, we don't really think about it anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so, two things. I want to go back to first albums bought. Uh, first one that was bought for me was uh, The Color and the Shape, Free nice. Fighters. First one I bought, which uh, I went to the FYE in the Slidell North Shore Mall. Uh, my grandmother didn't let me buy it that day, but uh, it was Disturbed's Asylum. Oh, So okay. I had to go back with my mom and buy that one because she saw the song Crucified and thought they were automatically yeah. super satanic. Yeah. Didn't let me buy it that day, but I explained to my mom that they're actually a Christian band. And, uh, <laughs> she, That's always yeah. the one. They're <laughs> yeah, actually yeah, Christian. Yeah. And so uh, I, I wound up getting able to, to purchase that one that day, thank God, because that, um, that album changed my life. First album bought for me, Disturbs Inside the Fire. Oh, okay. yeah. First album I bought with my own money, Meliora by Ghost. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Let me get out this. Man. Oh, yeah. Let me get out this. All right. First album bought for me ever was Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first album I ever bought for myself was Metallica's Death Magnetic. Yo. Dude, right, I bought right. Death Magnetic in 08. It came out. It came out. Damn. Yeah, it came out. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, oh, free out. All right. So my mom used to date a DJ. Yeah. All right. So all right. he gave me this big old box 
full of CDs. Mm-hmm. The one that always stood out was DJ K Slay. <laughs> okay, and okay. It, it was a it was a feature album where like he did songs with everybody: Eminem, mm. LL Cool J, mm. Three Six Mafia. Damn. I mean everybody and so like a lot of my musical experience came from hip-hop yeah uh, i used to record rappers in high school um it, it was a lot of fun man it was, it was it is what it is but um first first album that was given to me was was among that that collection mm-hmm. first album i bought with my money is funny I bought Nickelback. Oh, um, one of their albums, thinking that the song from Spider Man Hero was on it, and it was not. And so, like, yeah. I went through that whole thing, and it was not there ever. <laughs> I remember buying it from Walmart man. and being so disappointed later, man. Yeah, it was you not on the Nickelback album. Oh, man. Man. We all make mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. Oh man, it, it, it's so funny that y'all brought up Disturbed because mm-hmm. Disturbed has an interesting uh, history in our bands. Yeah, what you got with Disturbed? Uh, so the first time I, I, I won't tolerate any trash talk. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. used to some for them. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, before I became the singer of Maybar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, like with um, with Disturbed, like um, whenever. Our old bass player, our first bass player, had mm-hmm. shown me like the drummer that she knew. Yeah, um, she had shown me Alex, and Alex was playing a disturbed song in the in the recording that Ooh, I heard. Shit. And Alex had done this triplet that's in the, in the song, and I was just like, "Fuck, yeah. let's get this person yeah. to be in our band." I don't remember the song. But I do remember it was a disturbed song. It was probably was dropping plates. Yeah, it was dropping plates, huh? Uh, oh, dropping, <laughs> dropping <laughs> plates. Uh, we, we, another like Thank side note. Thank you for note. joining we, us uh, for two sick episode four. Uh, <laughs> episode three, sorry. Uh, what's funny is that like uh, me and my friend Courtney, um, we we lit we we watch usually when we hang out we watch like, mm-hmm. YouTube videos and it's all like early two thousands like rock yeah, stuff. Yeah. So like it's just kind of nostalgic to go back and we. Uh, well, listen to Disturbed and um, the song uh, Prayer. Yeah, definitely. So I like that song. I yeah. genuinely like that song. But like we always make parodies of songs. Mm-hmm. And like because uh, David Draymond looks like Dana White, <laughs> yeah. we, in, yeah. instead of saying, I, uh, <laughs> this is the way I pray, we say, I own the UFC. Yeah. <laughs> like, I own the UFC. <laughs> like we do that. Hell so yeah. I don't know. It's just a funny story. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, man. So moving on to. Um, some new time listeners, first time listeners. Yeah. What songs would you recommend them listen to that uh, best showcases may run or mm-hmm. sound all around? Uh, Give me about three examples of each of you. Ride is on. Okay. Slow burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. Uh, and two be different people. Okay. Ooh, good okay. One. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's signature. Mm-hmm. Slow burn mm-hmm. and gentlemen. That I swear to God, that's what I got right here. Oh, that's nice. Signature nice. gentlemen, slow burn, right yeah. there. Damn. Okay. Why is that? Oh man. Uh, Ride is on. That for me, that's an easier one because mm-hmm. um, it seems to be you know on our on our Spotify it has the most listens yeah. of anything. So it seems to be something that that's connected whenever we play it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, slow burn. It's more selfish because uh, I really like that song and yeah. I really want people to listen to it <laughs> and uh, to be different people I feel like 
if you if you want to not think of May Runner as like a pop punk band, that's a perfect song for right. it. You know, it's there's a lot going on in that song. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's really to get like more of the emotional side of the band. Yeah, you know? definitely. So that's why I said. Yeah, for me, Signature was big because it was so different. Yeah, it's such a fun song to play. Uh, it, it's it's quite emotionally driven. I I, I have this whole like relationship with our drummer for that song because mm-hmm. I'm following so many of her cues and such it's 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 a very impactful song for me because it's it's emotionally driving we have slow burn pretty much it's an awesome song mm-hmm. it, definitely it, it kicks ass the the lyrics man you can take it so many different ways um but it, it's it's meaningful shit it's it's not just it's not just words, it's it's meaningful. And then uh gentlemen, it's mm-hmm. fucking real and depressing. Yeah. And raw. Yeah, definitely. Gentlemen is heavy, man. Definitely. It it's really heavy. It's 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 authentic and like people try and paint happy, beautiful pictures mm-hmm. and shit. And Mayrunner's not always that. Yeah. Mayrunner's not that a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, we're we're all struggling you know sometimes we're depressed sometimes mm-hmm. we're just unhappy but like You're human yeah, yeah man but like you can feel it in, in the music it, it's not just regurgitated bullshit mm-hmm. it's 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 really how we feel it's 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 really authentic man it, it sucks yeah life sucks sometimes yeah and and you know that's that's a depiction right there that mm-hmm. song right there man yeah. What you got? No. No? <laughs> the same three? Yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I mean, I'd probably throw Death to Pigeons in there. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Great song title, too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So I know you've given uh, me personally this one at Guitar Center about yeah. Death to Pigeons, the name. So I feel like it would behoove us to segue into how you got the name for the tune Death yes. to Pigeons. Uh, it's really a simple story. Mm-hmm. So um, when I when I wrote the song, uh, the name of the song was called Definition. Okay. And our old bass player was used to write the set list for every song, every uh, show mm-hmm. we played, and uh, she would sometimes like just act silly with it. And then she was like, "Okay, we got this song," and like we would sometimes like um, abbreviate or like put some of the song titles and acronyms so like two different people was mm-hmm. like a, a tbdp yep. and then so she was like uh titty booty dick pussy <laughs> <laughs> so she wrote that yeah. down and when we got to definition she put death to pigeons yeah and i was just like you know what i'm fucking calling it that yeah. that's gonna be the name of the song because oh, I, yeah. I much prefer it like that and uh Man, that's one we didn't play live a lot mm-hmm. until recently. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just because we wanted to bring it back girl. into the set. Yeah. 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 It went hard. I love the intro. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a phenomenal song. So who is the uh, the chief lyricist here? It, me. Okay. Okay. All right. So I got some questions for you about that. Um, seems like you guys have uh, more than a few love songs. I guess, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got... About nine right here off the top of my head. What what do you what do you think? So from what I perceive, right is on, kind of romantic. Okay. Um, Steps. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, Gentleman seems to be. I mean, 
not so much love song. It could be heartbreak too. You yeah, know, yeah, in yeah. in the spectrum. Oh, of, I see. Of like it, and just like these songs are about. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. that. I got so, you. Yeah. Uh, what if I change my mind? Yeah. Um, what would I say to you now? Well, that's a cover. Okay, that's oh, a cover. That's a Jimmy that. E World cover. Okay, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, okay. it's from their first. And, and, it's and their I, first album. All right, it's a super see, cut, see yeah. I like Jimmy Eat World. But yeah, apparently I'm not that well versed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Death to Pigeons. Yeah. Uh, slow burn. Chances. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd say chances, and yeah. to be different people. Yeah. Uh, that's just. I listened to everything last night, oh, just nice. to have one final listen through, and I was like, you know what? A lot of these, I feel like, have something to do with love. Uh, yeah. Which leads me into: Would you call yourself a romantic? Uh, I, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I call myself a romantic, a sensitive person. Right. You know, I, I think um, one of the things that all the songs that you mentioned, um, even with what would I say to you now the cover, yeah. like um, those represent you know separate parts of my life, mm-hmm. um, and you know whether it would be heartbreak or just trying to make sense of something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it does affect me, I think. I think, um, I don't want to give, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, we're, yeah, we're having conversations, yeah, we're yeah, chatting. Yeah. And I think that with those songs, um, and, and just my life in, in general, you know, I, as a lot of people suffer with depression and things mm-hmm. like that, and, you know, I, I do as well, yeah, and, yeah, um, and it's, one of those things that, like, uh, just through life, you know, early on in my life, you know, me and my mom didn't have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we're, we're really good. But I think me and my mom were really similar. And, you know, my my dad wasn't there, but my grandmother raised me. And uh, I definitely felt loved, but, I, you know, also that sense of abandonment. Right. So when you get to songs like Steps, yeah. um, that was written in a... Oh, fuck. I was written in a in a really dark period of my mm-hmm. life. Um and it was originally written like about somebody I knew like just as a friend and then um there was a relationship that I had been a part of it, from my late teens to my early 20s yeah. that just really traumatized me and I was like every song that I had written was about this person mm-hmm. and I was just like this is the last song I'm going to write about her. Yeah, okay. And so that was it and then you know songs like what if I change my mind that's not even about my personal journey it's about watching somebody else's relationship yeah. implode. Yeah. Um you know uh shit uh, uh to be different people mm-hmm. that is um a song about you know shit like about like being so different from you know two people just being so different from each other mm-hmm. and um that's really more about friendships actually i mean okay. it's it's about the band really yeah. at that point in time so that uh that's what that came from but you know there's a lot of romanticizing that and i think you know whenever uh, finance had brought up gentlemen earlier mm-hmm. i i always i always point to that as like the first real song i ever writ- yeah. wrote because yeah. i used to try to cover it up with metaphor or try to do something and like you know speak about a bunch of different things in one song but this one i just went in on one mm-hmm. thing and i was deeply affected by that one thing and it, all the lyrics are, are about that person yeah or specifically this shit i've dealt with with that particular person mm-hmm. and um yeah that was like a huge like weight off of my shoulders when that song was kind of put together so yeah, I, I would say I, I'm a romantic, but I'm all. I also will say this, like, you know, when you go when you go to therapy or you deal mm-hmm. with like, you know, any type of 
know, mental cleansing that you want to do, you start to realize things about yourself. And in a lot of these songs, I, I tend to view myself as a victim. Yeah. And um, I'm just as much of a perpetrator as I am yeah. a victim. Mm-hmm. So if I was upset with somebody, it's more, it's at that point, it's like, this is what you've done to me. Mm-hmm. And I go back and I listen to a song like Slow Burn. It's human nature. Yeah, it's yeah. human nature. Yeah. You know, you like, this is what you've done to me. And I yeah. go back and I listen to a song like Slow Burn and I realize it's a very selfish song. Yeah. And a very, like, you know, the, the second verse in that song is, is, is very selfish because it's, you know, here's, you know, I'll, I'll let you go, but I want you back, and then I'm going to shut you off, but I just want to feel something from you. And um, it's very much of how, like, you don't realize that you can be manipulative. Yeah. You don't realize that you, you're you doing things out of, out, of, out of the want to um, to feel a love from somebody, mm-hmm. you know? And you have to, you know, think about things within yourself. Like, if these are the things that I want out of life... You know, what am I doing to, to get there? Right. Realizing that now, like over time of growth and like growing with the song, right. do you perform it differently? Yeah. With a different energy now that you have like that very conscious thought that you've processed? Like, is there a different kind of performance aspect to that? Like when you would play Slow Burn Live? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think that um, I, I tend to think about it differently because, you know, it, it's you, you think about a lot of things when when you're performing and one of the things that is always in my head is like I, I told this to my therapist is I don't see who I currently am right. when I'm playing live I see a 16 year old version of myself yeah, okay. and it's one of those things that it, it makes so much sense because this is almost from the, the feeling of emotion that I'm singing from is mm-hmm. somebody that's felt that that kid felt that way mm-hmm. and so like now you know 14 years later I I still deal with the same thing they, they, they don't go away you just deal with them better yeah. so um, you know I was dealing with a lot when I wrote that song and then when it when it, I start to realize things now about that song it does have a different uh, perspective to it, it mm-hmm. I think about it differently and I think about like you know the clashing of the thought from this selfish teenager to this yeah. mature grown man so like you know it, it it does get deep sometimes it's just like as anything else it's just kind of muscle memory and mm-hmm. you don't think about it you just play it but you yeah. want to feel it too so yeah, yeah. you know and I, I rely on the band to mm-hmm. like kind of turn around and like this part's gonna hit and like we gotta do this we gotta do this and yeah so um th- sometimes i think too deeply sometimes i don't think at all so <laughs> okay okay I want to go back to um, to be different people. Right. There's a there's a line in there where you mention um, someone being your counterculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you What do you mean by that? I mean, I, I know what counterculture. Yeah, is, But yeah. what do you mean when you call someone your counterculture? So it, it that Larry, it um, oh, it's, it's boys. I think it's in both of the first verses. Um, I'm I'm singing it in my head. Mm-hmm. It's a counterculture. It's the same mistake. Yeah. So in in the second verse is I'm that counterculture. I'm that same mistake. So, yeah. um, it it's really from the perspective, and I and I'll be open and I'll mm-hmm. be candid with it. So, um, whenever we first really started in the band, Finest is very different from uh, the rest of us, and yeah. especially the band that was at the mm-hmm. time. And Finest didn't come from the background that we came from. Right. And but he has his own set of you know issues you know that you know he deals with them very differently than how most of us did and you know we would joke around and be really really immature because that's just who we are and yeah, yeah. you know um 
you know, finance does that in, a, in his own way. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a very different way of doing that. And there was like a clear division. Like there was a split mm-hmm. in the band between, you know, our rhythm section and us. But I would kind of would go between the two just to kind of make peace. And I think I always tried to understand him. Um, and the other members didn't really mm-hmm. try to. And we were very much different. And um, which is a good thing. Yeah, it was. It, it, was a, it is a good thing because we're able to bring a lot of different things to the band. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember whenever we were um, kind of writing that song, or whenever like I had brought it to the to the band, and I got to uh, you know start to write the lyrics. I used to do it in such a way that like um, I would kind of more like freestyle them, and I would freestyle the lyrics just to find that melody, and then at I would get so lost in that over time, over time, that I was like, oh, now it's time to write the lyrics. So when I sat with that, um, there was, and I don't know if I've ever told him this story, so this is the first time I think he might even (laughs) have heard this. Um, There was this thing where I just, like, I felt like I couldn't get through, and I didn't know why I couldn't get through, and I was trying to understand him a little bit more, and that's kind of what makes it, like, all an emotional experience, Mm -hmm. because, like, I, I would really trying to connect and trying to get there and I think at that time he just had the guards up you know and we you later find out why but yeah. you know he had some guards up at that time and you know I I out of my insecurity I might have thought like oh you're you're jealous of me mm-hmm. like you're jealous of me like you're jealous of everything because I think that I couldn't understand why I wasn't getting a reaction that I, like I'd get from people you know and he just didn't react like that. And the counterculture line specifically is that um, you're, you're the the straight guy mm. and I'm the weirdo. Right. You know, right. so that I'm like, like you make me feel like a weirdo, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm taking it, I'm embracing it. I am that weirdo. Yeah. Um, but at the end of that song, it gets like, it's always a plea. At mm-hmm. some point, yeah. there's always like I'm yeah. pleading for something. And at the end of that song, it says... Um, uh, you just keep slipping away, but I don't feel anything. Mm. So that, uh, yeah. So he kind of gets to to that point where it's just like, do I even know you? And do I even understand you? Yeah. And um, there's more stories with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. know, that that's kind of what that means. Was that something you'd like to get into? We we can. <sighs> he and I have a really weird relationship, <laughs> man. <laughs> but we've always been a lot closer than than we realized. Mm-hmm. Um, he understands things that, you know, other people just wouldn't, that I experience in my own life. Right. You know, we're very different. We're drastically different night and day, yet we converge in, in, in several areas. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hilarious. Um, you know, he's quite outgoing. I am very, very reserved. Um, he's in your face. I'm to the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean... It's a it's a dynamic of balance though, and that can be interpreted as as distance. And yeah, I mean, sometimes I am over there, but it it it's 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 a weird dynamic when you're in a, a group setting, you know. It, when when you're playing with people, when you're in the same room and and man sometimes you just don't have anything to say but mm-hmm. i can imagine how that would be taken i i can see how like absence is just as loud as as words um but i mean i'm just riding the wave most yeah. of the time dude and you know if i do have something to say i say it but you know 
that's not the best way to communicate with people that like to communicate. Yeah. And that's, that's another like self-reflection area for me. I understand that. I mean, I I like to, to bottle shit up. So I I don't really like to say I have anger issues. I really don't. It's just that I wait months and months to voice any kind of discretions I have with anyone. So I get not being able to communicate as well. Like, I mean, I'll be able to calmly tell someone, Hey, look, I don't really like this so much, Mm -hmm. but, they don't really take it seriously until yeah. I'm fed up with it. So, I mean, yeah. I, I definitely yeah. get being more reserved and, like, trying to remain calm for as long yeah. as possible. It, it's it's a weird thing, too, um, because, like, I, I, I guess in my head, it, you know, in the beginning when that was starting to happen where he was a little more reserved and that it did feel like, you know, there was distance there. Um, I felt like it, we couldn't go as a band mm-hmm. if, if, that, if that was there, yeah. if that existed. Yeah. Um, Cause you have to be close to yeah. be in a band together, you know, especially what we were have, we are setting our sights on, you mm-hmm. know, how is that going to work in a long-term situation? And um, I, you know, again, I'll, I'll, I, I'm as candid as anyone, you know, I, with respect to other, other members in the mm-hmm. band and past members of our band, like um, we've definitely had moments where it, it, you see like a little, like, like infighting happen and um you don't know where it comes from and you're not quite sure of you know how to deal with it but um you know some people are just some people don't know how to really handle situations that they can't understand Mm -hmm. and when you can't understand certain situations you make up what you think it means and when you make yeah you try to fill in the gap and whenever you try to make up what it means you believe in that that is your reality it's no longer the situation it has to be what you think it is Mm -hmm. so you had a lot of that in the band a lot of jumping to conclusions and a lot of that and that's kind of part of the relationship that uh, you know happens in bands is you know you start off with everybody's in the same dream but you got four different personalities and as different as they can be and different into extremes and um you know you learn a lot about people in that time and uh it's Especially with the hardships that some of some of us have had to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. we've, um, you know, we're we started as a band was half women and half yeah. black guys, yeah. And that yeah. I, I say that specifically because it is looked at as, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, something off. Like mm-hmm. they look at it and it's just like, what the hell is this? And yeah. they don't know what to expect out of that, right? And so um, that. As as much as we are proud of that, mm-hmm. and we we don't really harp on it because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but like yeah. we're proud of that fact. It does, you know, have insecurity attached to it, and it can be um, kind of thrown on other people. And um, with finance, not you know, not being as vocal, mm-hmm. it uh, it did cause division. Yeah, finance has been in and out of our band three times. Yeah, and. Um, each time was not a uh, a pleasant experience, um, and the first time was a few months into the band, mm-hmm. and I just you know he was so different of a person from yeah. us, and then it was one of those things. I think it was like a year before he came back, and then he came back. That yeah, was twenty sixteen, and then mm-hmm. was gone again in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. So we spent another three years together, and um, that second time was. Uh, was rough it was it was really rough because there was like a true division in the band like super division in the band and then 
um, we had played and recorded with another guy. And, um, yeah, next, when we came back around, uh, Alex, so our original bass player had, um, her name was Haley, Mm -hmm. and she played with us from... Williams? No, no. no. But here's a funny thing. She was a massive Paramore fan. Massive. Massive. And she had she had like the the symbol on her wrist and everything. She's a massive Paramore fan. That's awesome. And um, you know, she was in the band with us from twenty fourteen until about twenty twenty. Um, she moved to Portland and um our drummer Alex was gonna move with her and had moved with her and that at that point it was you know, the band was done. Yeah. And um Alex had a nervous breakdown and came back mm. and uh, that really severed that relationship. It severed all of our relationships with each other. And um, Alex, when Alex came back, she really wanted to continue to do May Runner. And I was like, at that point I had joined an organization yeah. and yeah. I was playing bass in organization and really loving that. And I didn't really know if I wanted to go back and do May Runner stuff. So we started talking about it cause we had, we had recorded Among Giants at this mm-hmm. point. We were going to release it, but we weren't going to play anything. But she really wanted to get back on the horse and do it. Um, and like maybe four or five months, um, I'll, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Kevin kind of danced around it in the post-interview. Uh, but... Um, the most previous bass player came to May Runner. Oh, yeah. So oh, okay. that's why how Kevin got in there is okay. the post. Uh, their previous bass player came to our band, mm. and I had grown up with him. Um, he had been a friend of mine for years and years. Yeah. And uh, actually, the guy, the, the friend I talked about earlier that passed away, mm-hmm. uh, that's his cousin. Oh. So um, we uh, all grew up together and stuff like that. So he had uh, actually I called him. Um, that's Henry, our, our bass player, mm-hmm. Henry. I, I called him. Uh, like one night seeing you know kind of what he was doing and um you know if you wanted to come jam with me and alex because we needed a bass player we mm-hmm. tried you know to figure that out and he's like yeah the post had actually canceled their practice that night and he came over and it just was instant mm. and it was boom yeah and i'm like dude you gotta be in our band like yeah. we, you got we gotta figure it out and i think at that time um you know pat and henry had played together for a long mm-hmm. time they had played for years together uh, in, in a few different projects. And I think at that time, um, there was just like a difference in vision of yeah. where they wanted to go. And um, I think ultimately he Henry wanted to save the friendship. And yeah. I know Pat wanted yeah. to save that friendship. So um, I think where it was going, it just wasn't heading in that direction right. where they would stay friends. Um, so I think everyone realized that. And then Henry came to our band and then not long after that they picked up Kevin and I really feel like everybody's where they're supposed yeah, to be yeah, at this point in time it worked yeah. out really well I so. mean I saw a party girl Henry had that Coheed Cambria hat on yeah 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 <laughs> so, so it's it's. I think it, it went those directions lined up where they kind of were supposed to at the end of the day um, but you know there was still a question of like who we were going to get to play guitar yeah and um I always champion finance. And at that time, we had a, had a really tough conversation mm-hmm. um, with each other and kind of had a, like a real man talk. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Roadhouse. 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 Yeah. Roadhouse. Yeah. Man. Man. <laughs> Got hair on the chest. But like, we had to talk and like had to face each other and to some things. I had to face a lot of things too at that time. And, uh, uh, you know, 
I think at the end of the day, I was like, I really, really want you to be a part of this band, but I think it's not my decision to make that. Mm-hmm. And it was our our drummer's decision to really make that decision. Yeah. And you know, they 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 solved any issues, they passed up anything, and here's my boy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, man. We went in. I remember. Uh, I remember texting her, man. Like. It was one of the most liberating conversations that mm. she and I had because there was always this like this wall yeah. between her and I and myself and the the previous bassist. Like, I don't I don't know what it was. It might have been a gender wall. It might have been, I don't know, man. There was a lot of bullshit in between us. But when Alex and I got to that point, mm-hmm. man, we called each other out. We 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 said what we said, yeah. but it wasn't like, hey, fuck you. It was like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is how I feel because ABC, mm-hmm. I didn't like that shit. You didn't like this shit. You know, we, we were very upfront about it, yeah. but that's what was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it, it's so much easier to just be honest and, mm-hmm. and, and authentic. You know, trying to be sensitive to everybody's plight, condition, lifestyle, whatever the fuck, man. No. It, I, I'm... I'm just me. You're just you. Mm-hmm. You know, we we beefed here, we beefed there, and that's that. Now that's done. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like, I hate that. You know, she's she's bouncing. It's it's one of the weirdest relationships I've ever had with anybody because I never really had a real relationship with her up mm-hmm. until very recently. Mm-hmm. You know, I've known her for a decade. <laughs> I've played with her. You know, we we've we've practiced together for years, but we never had like a real friendship. Right. We were just there, and it, it was pleasant. It was like we'll, we'll 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 bullshit, but you know, it was never authentic. And when we had that conversation, that changed everything. Yeah, you know, like I, I it's weird, man. Like it went so deep. Like I musically bonded with her. Mm-hmm. Like I started paying closer attention to to what she's doing, when she's playing, uh, musical cues, you know. I I I really bonded with a drummer all of a sudden, really fast, really deeply, and like you start to feel that bridge that you you you, you both share. Like yeah. you know that one part in that song, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. like oh shit, I feel that. She does this um this 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 fill in one of the songs man it just hits me every fucking time i i don't know how she drums it's it's like drummers are dude drummers are just incredible man like i don't know how you how how, how people do that but like that one part that she does it i'm like ah (laughs) yeah all giddy and shit man but i hate that it it took this long to for us to arrive here you know right yeah but that's just what it is man yeah so to to move on from that uh, a little bit, I'm I'm glad all all that's patched up. Sad to see her go, but um, I wanted to mention Party Girl and the the yeah. show you guys had there was fucking amazing. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. You know, um, how did you feel about the set? That was fun as hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it sounded pretty pretty damn good. I mean, I I almost said something. I was like, what is just another show? <laughs> No, I, I had yeah. fun. I mean, like I didn't know what to expect because yeah. um, I don't I don't remember fully what we played that night. Mm-hmm. But um, 
yeah, like it was it was really fun. I had a I had a great time doing it. And I was tired as all hell and I was like the last bit of energy that I would have for that night came in on that uh uh in that performance and I really didn't feel like um I don't know, like every time we get on stage I, I really don't know like what the reaction's gonna be mm -hmm. or like what we're gonna do and it's just like let's just <laughs> let's just do it and like yeah. we'll just get into it and do it. And um yeah, so that that was kinda one of those moments and then like I kinda just let all that anxiety go and just go for it Definitely. so yeah. that's what we did and I, I really you know I really did enjoy that uh, that night I think the most memorable thing was the welcome home oh yeah thing. dude yeah. oh that was so that was oh that was so great yeah, it was a uh, super super high energy I, I had a great <laughs> time just sitting there in the crowd listening but uh, I haven't got a chance to see you guys since, but I know you guys are having a show here soon. April fifteenth, we're playing yeah. at the Blue Moon with uh, the Fizz Gigs yeah. and Dogish. Uh, and Dogish, yeah. and this is our first time playing with Dogish, yeah. so this is gonna be interesting. Well, you can count me in. I'll I'll be there. Oh um, yeah. As I uh, hope to see a lot of you out there, but um, I wanted to to sidetrack a little bit and mm -hmm. get into Space Ghost, uh, okay. it's the instrumental opener on Among Giants. Um, got a few questions about that title there. Mm -hmm. Um, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, do you have any stories about ghosts? Um, no, I don't think any direct. So, okay, this is kind of funny, but I kind of feel like it's serious. So I think there's a ghost in my attic. Okay. And me and my girlfriend call him the Attic Man, and I feel like he's there. Uh, and I hear rumblings happening. It could be a raccoon. It could be something else. But uh, I feel like it's a ghost, and it could be the. Stay off the Benadryl, bro. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I feel like it's the Attic Man. Uh, but I had a really weird uh, experience, not with a ghost, but like, um, I don't, I don't know. Like it made me really believe that it existed because like. I was sleeping one time and my TV turned on and I could have just rolled on it or whatever, but it rolled on specifically to like a Black Sabbath, like it wasn't a documentary, but it was like a, you know, Geezer Butler talking about like how he had like the satanic Bible <laughs> and how he had seen a demon at the end of his bed one time and it freaked me the fuck out. So yeah, that's my ghost story. I gotta say, I have a copy of the Satanic Bible. I belong yeah. to his, his older brother. Yeah. But uh, I have not seen uh, a demon at the end of my bed. So yeah. I think it's all right. I've yeah. got a lot of copies of religious texts, so yeah. maybe, maybe it evens out. Maybe so, know, maybe so. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Uh, as far as I know, there's no ghosts in the attic, but... Um, Killer album title, by the way. Yeah. Ghosts in the Attic. Could be yeah, yeah, it could be. Could be. Um, do you believe in space? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it's like or, or a combination of the, of the, the space there. and ghosts. Yeah, I mean we can call them aliens. They're space ghosts. Uh, I don't know. We can call them that. Interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, so, so you say they're spectral? Then. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. think so. I think so. Okay. So if 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 tomorrow, you know, God forbid, the president comes on and it's like, listen, you know, we've made first contact. Yeah. And we are delegating one human. To make it with an alien, and you don't know what this alien looks like. Right. It could be an amorphous blob. It could be a humanoid figure. For a lack of better terms, we're getting into the free town. Yeah, 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 free yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. you're getting the Are you fucking that alien? And, and, okay, so wait. <laughs> you, Deverick Taylor, are you fucking that alien? So I've been the person. You have been delegated. 
You have been chosen. Yep. I've been chosen. Welcome back to Are You Fucking That Alien? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Here, we have to think about this logically. Mm-hmm. I agree. What is the point of me having sex with this alien? Like, Scientific what? research. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Scientific research. So, mm-hmm. like... It is in a controlled environment. Huh. Oh, man. Nobody's watching. All they're doing is after it happens, you ring the bell, you're like, hey, it's done, and then they start their observations on the alien, there's a non-disclosure agreement, yeah, Okay. you know, stormy style, and yeah. boom, nobody has to know unless that alien starts speaking perfect English, which they probably can, you know, if they're that hyper-intelligent to get to Earth, um, why would they want us anyway? I don't know. So, so... Yes. <laughs> the short answer is yes. And the reason why is because I my curiosity is going to peak too much. It's like, what is this going to feel like? And will I enjoy it or will it be one of the worst experiences of my life? Yeah. You know, well, like, the moment I stick it in, will it melt? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm ex- might, might be teeth in there. Bro. Yeah, dude, I, uh, the movie teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but you know, it could be this. This alien could morph itself into a human mm-hmm. for you know for me and to have that moment. But who knows? You know, I think. I have that moment. It could be beautiful. It could be tragic. We don't know. But uh, I, I, I think if I'm the person that out of a billion people yeah. gets picked to have sex <laughs> yeah. with an alien, yeah. I'm the perfect person. You be remiss to not. I just can agree with this. Yeah. I'm. I think I'm the perfect person to take on the job. Go for it, bud. Go for it. <laughs> so you're not fucking that alien. I never said I wouldn't. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Never right, said right, I wouldn't. Right, right. Open ended. My hero. Yeah. All right, so, so go ahead and uh, stay tuned for the next album. When, uh, there's a whole concept album about fucking aliens. I'm really excited for <laughs> that. Deep in an alien. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I want to get into the first album, uh, Good for What We Are. Yeah. Oh, um, where's the name come from? What's the meaning behind it? And I want to get into the album art. That uh, that interesting picture you guys have there. This man is mm-hmm. the perfect person to answer all of those questions. Let's go for it. Okay, so the album art is a photograph of the band. Uh, we went through so many freaking album ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them we landed on. It's a picture of all of us looking at the camera. What I did is I brought in Photoshop, uh, did a bunch of stuff, and I started putting this uh, radial blur on it. Mm. And you, you repeat the process, and eventually you get you know the album art. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's representative of us in that we're a mix of all these different things, but we're still all together as one thing. Um, now the title, I, I did I come up with that? Or who, no, Alex came up with that okay. title. Okay, so good for what we are, man. That's a big theme for Mayrunner. Mm-hmm. That's a big theme for us as individuals. Um, you know, I can I can only speak for myself and half of Deverick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, we're we're different. We're both mixed. We're both, you know, not your 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 typical rock and roll musician. You know, we don't speak like everyone else of our demographic. We don't act a certain way. And and so many of these 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 variances help us. Well, it, it doesn't help us. It, it just makes us realize we don't have our own place. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a true home. We're just 
out here, mm-hmm. you know, being us. We're, we're on our own with this shit. You know, every time that, every time I, I, I have a guitar, a guitar center, I'm playing it. People are impressed that I can play a guitar. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. because of my immediate look. You know, they, they don't expect somebody who looks like, like me to speak the way I speak or play a fucking guitar or do half the shit that I do. Yeah. And so like, it's always, I hate to say it, it's, it's, it is racially part of, 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 of the album title, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it sucks. It fucking sucks because no matter how good I am at any one thing, I'm good for what mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like being a black guy, I can I can play a little guitar. I think I'm, you know, halfway okay at it. Guitar. What the fuck are you talking about? But, you know, I, I play a little bit, but it's always like, oh, man, I didn't expect you to, to be able to play. Oh, you're pretty good. Oh, and, and it's like, man, it's this, it's, it's this, it's met with this, this bullshit. I'm I'm good for what I am. Yeah. For being a black guy. For being a black dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're like that's a big thing for him, you know, being yeah. with PKV. Yeah. But it's also a big thing for for the girls when they were in the mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're looking at two white women, yeah. lesbian women. Yeah. You know, I remember them commenting uh, how people thought that they were our girlfriends. Yeah, or, they thought they you know, uh, like, we they were carrying groupies. in our gear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not it at all. And when people see like Alex, you know, tear it up out there, she's fucking good. Yeah. But she's good because she's Alex, not because she's good for being a woman or good for being a lesbian or good for any of that. Whatever, whatever her identity is, it's to someone else. Yeah, to someone else. It's not just she's not just good for that. And I think it's it's a good that's a good segue Mm -hmm. to like the inspiration as to why we named it that. Mm -hmm. And there was there was an article written about us mm. um, very early on, and we played a show with um, we played a show with this band. Uh, uh, was a Cosmic Latte was the name of their mm. band. Mm. Um, we played with the Links that night. Yeah. Okay. We played with this band uh, called Volkia, okay. and uh, Volkia is made up of um, uh, uh, Nick Harvey yeah. um, from Old English yeah. and uh, Brett and Austin from Jester. Yeah, okay. um, and, and Derek was in that. Too, Derek from Drew yeah. uh, was in that as well. So mm-hmm. um, they, you know, they were in that in that group. And I feel like we played with one more band that night. But I, oh, uh, uh, was it Blind Mind's Eye? I think it was Troy mm-hmm. uh, McClanahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Links. Um, he that was his band. But we played that. Show. Oh, I don't think it was that show. But anyway, but we we was with those bands. And um, we played that show, and somebody, from, I think from like the UL like newspaper that they had, had did a write up, and um, had everything to say about each one of those bands. But when they got to us, mm-hmm. we were um, penultimate. We, they said the penultimate band. What was it like? The, it was like the penultimate band was uh, was just your standard run of the mill pop punk band, nothing special. And then what went on to the, the next fuck? thing. And that really, like, at first, like, it's like, you know, it doesn't, you know, people are not going to like mm-hmm. the shit you do sometimes. And it's yeah, just like, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. It's like, yeah. you know, not everybody's going to love the music that you make. But I think to just like, it was the, the why it felt like it was disrespectful was just because of the fact you gave everybody else like yeah. something and like you wrote us off. And 
it was just one of those situations where we were just like, oh, we're good for what we are. Mm. Like, you know, this is all we're good for. So um, that that really was the main inspiration as to why we named it that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, thematically, that's that's always been there for each of us our whole lives. You know, it's it's always been a controversial subject. Mm-hmm. You know, identity is a big thing for us because we're so different, dude. Yeah. But we're still just us. Yeah, I, I think uh, diversity comes across as, as one of your biggest strong suits. Yeah. I mean, it's the fact that you are all different and that you're not just each individual's. It's all these differences coming together to make such a solid, unified sound. Yeah. And now, we'll, we'll, ac- we'll absolutely make fun of it yeah. on stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like... We're, we're human beings. And for those of you who don't know what penultimate is, <laughs> all right, it's not what you think. It's last but one in a series of things, right. second to last. Right. Yeah. So they could have just we're said just, second to last, yeah, which but they had to say penultimate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was, but, <laughs> but, you know, we, we, don't, we don't ever like to make a... Like, this is the first time we've ever talked openly about mm-hmm. just, like, how different we look or different we are. And, um, you know, I think we don't really like to make a big deal of it at all just because it's like that will take away from yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. what we're trying to do. And it's just like we're just trying to make music. So we're trying to be musicians. And, you know, we have a relationship with music in the same way that everybody else has a relationship with music. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I completely get that. So thank you for sharing that. For sure. Um, so going on to the EP To Be Different People, mm-hmm. that was 2020. Yeah. So two years after the debut. Um one big difference I saw between To Be Different People and Good For What We Are is um, the backing vocals. Was yes. that Alex? Yeah. Okay. So I really, really like her backing vocals uh, on that EP there. Uh, there are a lot of songs I, I feel like complement your vocals very well. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just something she's, about yeah, she's it. Yeah, she's saying great because Finest had done all, all the backing vocals on mm-hmm. our first, and we had a couple guest singers come in. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about Nick Harvey as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, for this, for two different people, um, uh, Finest had helped write um, the first couple songs on that, mm-hmm. uh, on that EP, and uh, he wasn't in the band at the time whenever we recorded it, but um, we... I, I'm not a fan of doing my own backing vocals. Yeah. I like there to be, you know, just a different flavor to that. And um, Alex always had a great voice. Okay. Uh, and she just never wanted to do it. And then this yeah. time she's like, I, I want to see it, figure it out. So she did. And it sounded it sounded great for what she added to it. So oh, I, really, yeah. I really like how her voice sounds. Oh, I love that. Um, and then a year later, uh, you guys came out with Among Giants. Yes. Uh, I know you said uh, Alex had came back for that. Yeah. Um, I really liked the cover art on that one. Yeah, uh, you did the the cartoon giant as well. No, that was um, Jack from uh, Oh really, Links. Jack Morrison. Okay, yeah. so he is a very good artist. I, yes, he I like, very much like, is. Absolutely. I like seeing what he posts on his story time to time. Just, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's a genius. So I love yeah. that. So who was the giant? I see um, that the giant was carrying the rest of the band. Yeah, so it was like, I don't even I don't know if we ever put that much thought into who mm-hmm. the giant was because it was uh, we um, the the inspiration for mm-hmm. that album art came from the Dinosaur Junior album form. Okay, okay. So uh, there's like this big green figure on yeah. that, and we uh, we really were like, man, that'd be cool mm-hmm. to do. And at first, the giant was purple. And yeah. then we, uh, it changed to green, like exactly like that. And uh, it's carrying the three of us, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like this like broken path. Of, you know, it's just kind of like you know, 
I guess it, it whatever maybe the big giant is Mayrunner. Mm. You know, maybe okay. that is the entity that okay. is. We we think we don't think of us as the band. We yeah, think right. of as something. It's something else. Separate entity. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like some. It's yeah. something else that like guides us here. Gotcha. So you know, that's maybe maybe that's where the giant is. Mm. Right. Honestly, like I feel like. I feel like now May Runner's become that artist in that I have to think, is this good enough for May Runner now? Mm, like the, yeah. the, the, the shit that I'm playing, it's, it's cool to me, but is this good enough for May Runner? Is, yeah. this, is this appropriate for May Runner? Yeah. It's this, it's its own artist. It's its own entity, man. Yeah, I feel like that's good, healthy self-criticism to, yeah. to really yeah. keep yourself in check yeah. and like keep yourself to that mark, that the high grade that you think and and it's not even a matter like being high it's Mm -hmm. just like appropriateness like does this sound like what mayrunner would sound like is this something that we would play is this appropriate for it and that actually is um kind of speaking back to the whole tone chasing for me Mm -hmm. like i'm constant i was constantly chasing the right tone you know i everybody loves a bedroom amp yeah it's 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 you it's bassy, it sounds kick-ass, but in a real setting, it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing a, a freaking 6505 to Mayrunner isn't exactly the right move, per se. You know, I rocked it with the Ampeg, and it sounded appropriate. It sounded right. But I don't know, man. Is it right for Mayrunner? Yeah. It just depends. Okay. That uh, leads me to a two-parter here. Uh, I wanted to comment on your pretty consistent releases. Uh, I find Mm -hmm. one of my big criticisms for the bands in the scene is that there's not really enough out. Like, I mean, you can always go see them live, but it's not enough to to stream typically for me. Like, an EP, an album, but you guys have two EPs and your debut album, and you're talking about uh, earlier recording your second one. So you've Mm -hmm. got 2018, you guys come debut four uh, four years after you began. Two years after that, an EP. A year after that, another EP. Mm. Uh, so you guys are working on your second album right now? We're about to release it. Oh, awesome, awesome. Okay, yeah. so I wanted to get into uh, your recording process, like mm. where you recorded um, and just about your general experience recording. Um, so we record everything that we've done with Jack Morrison. Okay. So he's been okay. recording since our first album. Mm-hmm. Um so we record in his studio, which is the same like organization space too. Yeah. So we do our, all of our stuff there. Um, our, my experience recording has been like a learning one. Mm-hmm. On the first album, uh, the switches to distortion are all done live. Like all of that, I didn't do a separate track for. Okay. So I like Alex recorded the drums. I came in and did like what I would play live. That whole album was our set list for years. Mm-hmm. That's why we just recorded our set list and. Um, I did everything because I didn't really know you could do... I knew you could do separate tracks, but like I didn't think about it like that. I didn't right. really think about that part. And then, you know, Finest came in a little bit more prepared than the rest of us, um, you know, which trying different guitars and different effects and things like that. So, um, you know, that entire process, you know, it, <laughs> it was like our... It, it, we this was this was music that we waited yeah. you know we had been sitting on for years yeah. you know and we had it, it was evolved i mean we probably wrote a few of those songs the you know the time when we started recording so yeah. maybe a few months before that so you know and and then the second album that was done uh live mm-hmm. and then we did some uh overdubs and stuff i think there was only one track on there high times that was recorded separately okay um 
and we did everything uh, separately there. We added some more instrumentation in that, so we kind of experimented differently, a different way. And we wanted uh, we had an instrumental track on our first album. We wanted to put another one on on that one, but kind of like stretch it out. And then Among Giants was uh, the first time I felt like we recorded the proper way, right? Where we came in and like I overdubbed guitars, yeah. you know. We did bass stuff. We did drum stuff. I, you know, this was probably the first album that I think um, that we recorded where there wasn't any backing vocals. We we did do a uh, a layered vocal on Space Ghost. So there, it's my voice and um, Alex's voice and our one of our frequent collaborators, Coleman Wilson, his voice. Okay. So um, yeah, he's he's singing and playing lead on that stuff. So like. Oh, yeah, all that is uh, we we kind of expanded that way, and for this album um, that we have coming up, um, we just kind of tried to do more of that recording wise, like recording as many guitars. Finest uh, this time he um, he did all of his guitar tracks separately, and there was something I learned in the process of doing Among Giants was because the song Slow Burn was written, uh, and and we performed it once live, uh, not live in like a concert but we did live like together we recorded we did that one time and everybody else like forgot it but me <laughs> and then like everybody came in um to these tracks with guitars on them right. and just recorded to what they heard yeah so that was like i got the best out of that so i'm yeah. like let me try that shit again for this one so for this album um we had songs that were more written more together and put together other songs that weren't as put together so finally enough parts for some of it so he was we gave him the songs and he just put parts to it by by himself without the pressure of anything and same thing with Henry same thing with Alex I was the only one that had you know the parts ready because I'd written the song so you know every everything on my end was already done so everybody else was adding to that experience so I felt like not only was it a more creative process but we can open up what we do recording wise more too Mm -hmm. awesome awesome Uh, any remarks Aaron you look pretty Enthralled. I'm just listening to the story. I'm listening to the Lord. Okay, so um, me and Jim have both seen you at um, the Boom Boom Room. Yeah, we played. Um, Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. right. Well, here here you go. go. That's right, brother. Um, And I know you just said you had a show at Blue Moon coming up. Yeah. Uh, But what are some of your favorite venues that you've played, and why is that? Wow. Oh man. So my favorite venue that I've played. Um. That was just awesome. Was Mid City Ballroom in Baton Rouge? Okay. That okay. was sick. I I was like that. The sound guy over there is fucking awesome. Yeah. So I want to put that. But Mid City was probably my favorite venue as far as like everything sounded exactly how yeah. it should have. So yeah. for me, I really enjoyed the district. Yeah, it was so long ago, but. It was, uh, it sucked that there wasn't a whole lot of people, but, yeah. you know, you, you were mic'd up, the stage was big. Mm. Um, man, hearing yourself is a big thing for me. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I'm on stage, a lot of it is like me with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. I look like I'm just jamming, but I'm, <laughs> I really have my ear turned towards my amp because I can't fucking hear myself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I hope I'm playing the right thing, <laughs> whatever, but I just can't hear me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hearing yourself is big. I, I remember a show recently where Thad was the the sound guy at the mm. Boom Boom Room. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I sounded. I could hear me. Mm. It sounded yeah, it so sounded good. Really good. Yeah, I remember oh. that was like the best because it's it's sometimes it's not the easiest to get the best sound mm, yeah. in that in that area. Yeah. So like 
um, when you got somebody that's working sound that can do a great job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you can. It really comes through, especially with how hard it is to work in in that in that space. So. Yeah, I find that to be pretty integral. I mean, I've seen some absolutely astounding sounding shows at, at some venues, mm. and then at the same venues just sound some of the worst I, I've heard. Like especially vocally. Like yeah, sometimes mm. I don't know. I guess it is all on the sound guy, but. Sometimes, like, I've seen that same band play at a different venue and sound completely different than when yeah. they played. And, and also, like, got in mind. I, I think, you know, a bit of it can be the sound guy, but mm-hmm. I also think uh, that as, in, as you're in a band, you're singing in a band, you have to take a little bit of that responsibility, mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. because you have to know what you sound like. Yeah. So if you don't know what you sound like, then how can the sound guy know what you yeah, sound yeah. like? Because they're asking you, like, hey, is this good? Is this good? And if you're just like, yeah, that's good, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. get pissed at them for not making you sound better, it's Definitely. just like, well, you said you were good, so, Definitely. you know, it worked out for you. So I think you have to know what's comfortable for mm-hmm. you before. Or, you know, a sound guy knows what's yeah, going yeah, for you. I get that. I get that. Uh, so from there, um, what would you say is your overall message? Um, you know, I don't know if we have an overall message. Okay. You yeah, know, I, I know we've touched on a few. Yeah, things. I think it, you know, a lot of the times it's just you know, um, want I guess wanting to relate. You know, trying yeah. to find yourself and. Uh, figuring that part of yourself out and it's just like it's not just this moment where it just clicks where you know who you are you mm-hmm. know it goes through time I mean it changes it's a struggle the, yeah it's a struggle you, go, you, it, you can hear it in the music mm-hmm. you know from one thing to the other and how some things may flow into the next but like um, yeah it's a struggle to try to find who you are sometimes mm-hmm. and you can't like it's it's you you just don't know how to how to get there and yeah. you know i know for myself music has helped me figure that out sometimes it's yeah. just like man it, there's been moments where it's just you go down a rabbit hole and get obsessed with something because it's like this is who i am now yeah, i feel yeah. like i'm totally into this like yeah, for yeah. the rest of my life i'm gonna love this band and then yeah. next week it's like man i fucking hate listening yeah, to this yeah. i'm gonna listen to something else you know so <laughs> You know, it's like it's all too relatable. Yeah, you just kind of dive in, but you know, there's there's moments um, that I think that in the intention behind you know a lot of what we do, I think is not only to continue to express and evolve who we are, but mm-hmm. also at the same time um, try to grow with the listeners of our music. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that it, all my favorite bands have done that. Like a lot of the bands that I still listen to this day. I felt like they grew with me, um, and because of their music changed, not just with the times, but just evolved. They didn't stay to the same thing that they were doing the entire time. Mm-hmm. So right. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like uh, the main thing we want to do is just evolve with everything else, and uh, and continue to just like find who we are. Yeah, I, th- I think that's really big, man. Like, if we had a message, I think it's a lot more selfish than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you, That's okay. you, you look at, like, what's the message for the people? I don't know that it's really like that. Mm. I think it's, like, a matter of finding how to be okay with mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and who you are. Because, I mean, lyrically, that's a big thing. And, and funny enough, because, you know, we, we a couple practices ago, we were talking about the lyrics. And where he was coming from was totally different where I took it. Yeah. And I had this whole inner understanding of... of of, of this song and emotions attached and how it meant to me mm-hmm. or what it meant to me rather. Um, and, and the reality is it was something different for him, but it's, it's special because 
fuck, man, it hits me right in the chest, yeah. right in all the places that I don't want people to see it yeah. hit me. Get your guard down. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, like, it, it makes me understand, especially this new album, fuck. Mm. This new album, it, it was kind of a, a surprise when I heard a fair amount of it put together mm-hmm. uh, with the lyrics and, and, and such. These people that I'm in a band with, like... They feel things. Yeah. But the, the the craziest fucked up thing is like they feel the shit that I feel mm. privately mm. that I, I don't want to, you know, put as the, the, the freaking tagline of my Facebook. Like, right, right. That really fucked up dark spot. Yeah. Down there. They felt that shit, too. Yeah. You know, they've been there. They have felt these things. They know mm-hmm. what that is. And it's 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 perplexing because, you know, is it. it is it refreshing? Oh, absolutely. It's it's refreshing and terrifying. Like shit, man. It's sad that these people have have, have felt this shit that I don't want people to feel because mm-hmm. I was there. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the journey, man. Yeah. And yeah. it's 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 got to at some point it's got to be okay for me to be me. Yeah. You I know? mean that and that's again back to the identity thing and um, you know t- you kind of mentioned the new album and some of the stuff that. Uh, the the lyrical themes of that and I mean I probably went through uh, one of the most difficult times of my life when putting that one together mm-hmm. and um, yeah it's it's a lot of just I mean it's raw man. it's raw I mean it's 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 raw and it was so raw to the point that like when we listened to like what we thought would be the finished version of it we were like might have to cut some of the shit back yeah. like it was it was too honest mm-hmm. and not that we don't want to come off as honesty with all that honesty but we don't want it to be super heavy right, you know we right. want it to you know have a chance to breathe and the songs have a life of their own rather than they're being attached to this yeah. one thing and um you know that we haven't uh, we have an intro on that album as well that's written uh, by our one of our frequent collaborators, Coleman Wilson. Um, Coleman. <laughs> Coleman Wilson. Is, uh, uh, but shout yeah, out Coleman uh, Wilson. Uh, shout out Coleman. Uh, but yeah, he wrote it and it's very dark and it gets to, like, it, it's reminiscent of the final track, which is also an instrumental. And um, it just has, like, a really crazy like, post-rock type mm-hmm. feel to it. And um, yeah, I'm really proud of this one because it's... Uh, it's raw. It's angry. It's it's yeah. mean. It's sad. It's, it's all the ugly shit. It's every. Yeah. It's every. Like I, I mentioned in Gentlemen, like there was a moment where I was like, I felt like this was my first like real song, and that all mm-hmm. these songs are like as real as they get. That's awesome. Know? So I'm really excited to hear that. Hell yeah. So, uh, what if you could change anything about the scene? Would you like to see change, or would you like to change yourselves? Um, I know we've talked a lot about identity. Man, I really, I you perceive. know, like. I don't. I don't know who's gonna hear this, but there is a piece of <laughs> at you that, least ten people. At least ten people. <laughs> yeah. Well, these ten people will hear this. What I hate about the scene, and what I've always hated about mm-hmm. the scene, is there's a sense of this clickiness that happens. Yes, I've heard this a lot. And um, you know, no harm to the bands that are a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense because you know, if, if there's a scene, it's usually people that. Um, grew, grew up with each other, right. know each other, or right. you know, whatever, whatever. It's got how high school works, you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, so you know, even if you don't know that person, you know that person. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it is. And I think a lot of the more homegrown bands um, 
tend to get a little bit more attention than anything else. And we've been yeah. doing this mm-hmm. for a long time. And so, like, at some point, we're like, is it us? Like, right. yeah. you know, we, we, but it actually, yes, it was us, but it was us for the fact that we weren't consistent. Mm-hmm. And now we've been, you know, more consistent, but, um, you know, because everybody just kind of forgets, you know, really quickly. But, like, yeah. you know, we've, uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've always hated is like we've worked our asses off and, you know, still at some point it's like people were like discovering our music and I got a DM the other day from somebody talking about the song Signature. and That was like, probably me. Uh, it, it wasn't you actually, but uh, I know who I know the person, yeah, and they yeah. hit me up, and they were just like, "Man, I've been sleeping on y'all," yeah. and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Like, dude, we've been a band mm-hmm. for almost ten fucking I was years. Mention that. Yeah, it's almost it's like, what the hell? Like, how have you not? We've been here the yeah, whole time. Yeah. Like, how have you not? But you know, it's just the way shit goes. You know, like yeah. I, my biggest thing that I've loved is like the thing that I hate is the clickiness. But what I loved about it is every time that we have decided that we were gonna try to be more consistent mm-hmm. it, it let us know that like you know there's an audience because people have reacted to our music right like, right now like you guys like invite us here because yeah. you know you've reacted to our music yeah and yeah. it we've been doing this shit for 10 years mm-hmm. and or almost 10, well, like eight years something like that nine years and we've uh you know like it's it's got to you yeah because yeah. 10 years ago you were like in middle school, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah. y'all were y'all were yeah. teenagers, and like three fact, hours east, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. three hours yeah. east, and like here we are in our thirties, oh, no. and like <laughs> able to connect with people still, right? And it doesn't matter what age you are, we're still here, we're still able to connect. So, uh, I think that's one of the biggest things I love about our band and about you know every time that we play in the scene is that we've been able to connect at some point yeah but yeah. um i feel like we could have connected a lot sooner if you know think people were a little more open I yeah agree. definitely I um i i would have to say uh on on that we've only been here five six years uh the two of us mm-hmm. uh we grew up in the Slidell area around there mm. <laughs> fuck you berwick <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh we didn't even know that there was a scene to be invested in mm-hmm. until a little over a year ago. Really, till mm-hmm. this guy got in the post. Like, yeah, that's that's when I really like started going to the shows and I was like, damn, there's a lot more to this that I had no idea ever existed. So I mean, oh, yeah. we're trying to gun pretty hard for some all ages shows and yeah, one of the the secondary goals of this podcast is to eventually reach the college age kids that yeah. don't know that there's even value going on in these venues that they don't even know these venues exist because they're yep. too fucking busy going to night town and yeah. goddamn yep. bulldog and yeah. yeah this that and the, the other marley's yeah, yeah office fuck yeah. all of you <laughs> 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 there's there's value at these other venues that are playing much better music and have much much more to offer in my mm. opinion and, and will really yeah. enrich your experience in this town and yeah I wish I had known that five years ago. Oh, yeah. I would have been much more involved a lot sooner. And I mean, things like uh, Red Nineteen with the yeah. Zine. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. collect vinyl, so I found Miranda's writing through through Lanyap downtown. Yeah, uh, I got some art in there. Go check that shit out. Hell yeah! But uh, it it really like inspired me to like okay, well if she's doing this, I can help out. You know, I can start going to these shows and I can figure out what's going on around here because I had no idea it, it ever existed so we're trying to spread that we're trying to spread the awareness and get bands that may not feel like their presence is as known or 
is as prevalent as it should be yeah. to be more well known. And I gotta shout out Grant for putting on Radfest because that Hell yeah. I feel like is a huge step forward for the scene. And shout out Grant, man. Yeah. yeah, like and like we were playing with Subliminal Landmines yeah. years ago, yeah. man. We like so we've been kind of going through the trenches with them, mm-hmm. you know, like and just Grant within seeing all the different changes in, in that band too was like yeah. shit, man. It's I I feel there. like I feel like now I, I feel his pain. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, yeah it's uh, there's a lot of that in this scene too. Yeah. I see a lot of bands kind of swapping out members here and there because people yeah. do go their separate ways yeah. and yeah. grow apart and go on to different things and I mean, it, it's its own echo chain. Yeah, you know it. it we we were able to stay together as the original band mm-hmm. for most of its existence. Yeah, and um. I think now um, this is. I mean, our our drummer's leaving, and right. that's a that's really hard on me. Yeah, um, she's uh, she's one of my best friends. Yeah, in the yeah. world. I, and, I can um, understand that. It, it's it's really hard, but it's also one of those things to be like you're growing and you're mm-hmm. doing your thing, you know. And I've uh, I have to respect where she's going with that because this is. You know, this is my thing. I love yeah. this band, and I've I never thought I'd see myself uh, in a world where she wasn't in this band. Right. But, you know, I've definitely accepted it. it. It's hard, but it's it's I've accepted it. But you know, um, where we were was I think the most healthy version of this band. Um, Henry brought in such a positivity mm-hmm, to yeah. what we did, and was able to be like. Um, the the balance of yeah. the equalizer you know he was yeah. able to really see things from like a non-biased perspective and uh being he having known him most of my life for like 15 years mm-hmm. now yeah, i've known him for so long um and us having this relationship together now you know again he's one of my best friends so yeah. um he's currently going through like some back issues right yeah. now so yeah. we have the great weston guillory filling in mm-hmm. his spot he, uh, weston's from kiva oh so shit. Um, okay. he's okay. filling in his spot right now so um yeah he's gonna be playing our show the show with us on april, yeah. april 15th so um yeah so like henry has been such a great addition and now that we're trying to find another drummer it's um that process uh now because we didn't want to announce it just because we want to Mm -hmm. we're private so we want to keep things we don't want people or anybody that was paying attention to us the few people that are paying attention we didn't want anyone to think that you know like there was like a falling out because there were like the there's no falling out there um she's just moving (laughs) she's moving that's that's real things and that sucks and um you know we're looking for someone who can be that mm-hmm. uh that force that that we need that person to be yeah. and um alex is such a talented musician yeah. so um to have to kind of fill those shoes which um our, our boy mickey talladega mm-hmm. uh <laughs> he was able to do do some shows uh you know i think he's here bring bring him in oh, mickey, 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 come on mickey, mickey talladega uh, jeb played a show with us oh, jeb yeah. from drew yeah. he, he played jeb, <laughs> jeb, Bush. jeb played a show uh so he he was helpful um there's a band around here called jessica day okay uh, their drummer brandon had helped us out and brandon played in a band with me um when i was in this band called project kitchen mm-hmm. band so um he was able to be a super big help to us mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it you know right now we're trying to find that right person that 
um, will dedicate that time the way that we have all dedicated that time. And, yeah. you know, like, um, a lot of the times, you know, I, you know, I write a lot of the music, but this music wouldn't sound the way it does without right. everyone here. And I mean, right. like, I'm talking about, I bring in skeletons of, yeah. of songs and, yeah. you know, I'm always wanting to hear the opinions. Like literally if we're in a, if we're in a rehearsal and like I said, I have the song, y'all, and I play it and like, I don't get any reaction. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll fucking just throw it away. I don't yeah, want it yeah. anymore. Like you don't like it if, if you're not feeling it. Cause to me, it's like, it, it's a gauge on how other people might, mm-hmm. you know, listen to the music. And if they don't feel it, then. If your band doesn't feel it, then yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to champion a song that yeah. is is ass. So like, yeah, you good. know, I'm able to look at that and be like, uh, sometimes I can't tell whether or not it's gross, but definitely, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, so so um, my counterpoint to my own point mm-hmm. is that uh, I think what's kind of nice about uh, or see a silver lining in in a lot of bands missing members here and there. Yeah bringing in new guys from different projects and, and kind of the amalgamation that is the scene, like everybody, like Henry moving from the post to mm-hmm. Runner and finding their spot, I feel like it brings a lot of new sound in and, and new perspective. And, and maybe it's not, it's never going to be the same, but right. it'll always kind of shift and form into what it has to be at that point in time exactly and i can appreciate that and 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 that's kind of brings it back to the art project question Mm -hmm. you know that's what it is it is an art project it is something to uh you know it's 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 beyond the members although we do organic it's organic we we do want you know consistency there but like um it is organic it is Mm -hmm. an organic creative experience and you know like we've collaborated with people before Mm -hmm. like Pat from the post yeah. like helped us write What If I Change My Mind. Yeah. So okay. that was that was a song that uh, Pat helped write. Um so like uh we've collaborated with people before just to just have like a, a that bit of uh camaraderie mm-hmm. in and in what we have here cuz we definitely see talented people all yeah. the time. Yeah. There's talented people everywhere. So um you know why not have them be a part of what you're doing? Definitely. Definitely. So, with this new album, yes. do we have a date yet? Is that ready to be announced? Not quite yet. Mm-hmm. We're still uh, waiting for some like final final yeah, mixes. For sure. Uh, as soon as we get those back, um, we're gonna announce when we're gonna we're gonna find a venue first. Yeah. And then we're yeah. gonna announce. Oh hell yeah! Um, okay. So we're gonna do a full album release. Part. Yeah, we're gonna do a full album release. We've yeah. done one almost every year except for Among Johns because I was okay. during the pandemic. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we're gonna hope we're gonna release that. Actually, two different people. We did a release party for that. That was the last show right before mm-hmm. pandemic hit, and we got a write up actually from the Daily Advertiser. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that awesome. was really cool, but um. Yeah, this is going to be another uh, album release. We're going to be releasing this one on vinyl. Mm-hmm. That, okay. All right. Huge. That huge. is fucking massive. Big we are huge vinyl fans. Yeah. My record player. Uh, there's a, if you just look right over there in that little corner right there. Oh, nice. Probably, wow. nice. That's all the, the C-tier stuff I don't really get to, but that's probably 150 records sitting Hell right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I've got close to 300. I mean, we're, we're big into vinyl. And... That is something I want to see in this scene, is getting bands. I don't care if it's 50 bucks. I know we talked about, yeah. I paid $83, 
with wings. shipping for Ween's 12 Country <laughs> Golden Greats, bro. I, I need this stuff on vinyl. I'm willing to pay whatever it costs. Like, well, and, and, you know, that's, uh, you know, we feel. It needs to be documented. You know, there's, there is a business side to the band. Right. You know, it always has it's to hard. be. But um, it, one of those things is, uh, you know, we noticed something with our, we have physical copies of mm-hmm. some of our albums. Among Giants was the first one that we'd never, we didn't uh, release physically. Yeah. And we really saw that, like, um, you know, we have Spotify, Apple yeah, Music, that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Definitely. Why would anybody buy a physical mm-hmm. album unless they just wanted to collect it? Because I fucking want it. Well, some people <laughs> yeah. want physical, but, like, what we, what I noticed as a music, you know, buyer or yeah. anything like that, like, I'm starting to get more and more into vinyl. He gifted me, I'm a huge Prince yeah. fan, yeah. he gifted Dude. me Purple Rain. Not me. Prince could. over Michael Jackson all day, but we can talk about <laughs> yeah. this after. <laughs> He gifted me a uh, live performance of Minus the Bear. Oh, yeah. Sick. Bro. So we uh, we, we got to gift each other something that mm-hmm. we both really like. So, you know, I'm, I'm really into vinyl, and I really thought that, you know, like, Alex wanted to push the yeah. vinyl release, too, but... Um, I would feel like, you know, if there was something that we were going to release the music on, we definitely wanted to be something that people could, you know, collect yeah you know yeah, if, yeah. if people were collecting vinyl yeah, you know drive. why not collect that mm-hmm. um it, it's much more of a it's a better way to present our music definitely so definitely. I, I feel that um that's that's a really good thing so uh we're definitely gonna go vinyl with it um instead of doing like just a, a cd because those things don't exist anymore. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, does anyone have a cd yeah, I, I got so. one in mind but yeah. mine is from oh one so <laughs> you know but um do you guys have any uh, any shout outs, socials? Um, oh, we know we got the April 15th show announcement. Yeah. So, uh, April 15th, yep. we're playing at Blue Moon with Dogish and the Fizz Gigs. Um, I think we have an April 29th date, but I don't know all the bands playing on that mm-hmm. just yet, but it's at the Loose Caboose. But I will I will uh, announce more of that. It's on our uh, Instagram, which is at we underscore r underscore Mayrunner. Um, yeah, so that's our, uh, Instagram, um, we're on Twitter, but not really, uh, like yeah. we have a Twitter <laughs> yeah. profile, uh, I mean, I don't know if people still use uh, stuff like Facebook for mm-hmm. band stuff, but we, you know, we've always been on there, mm-hmm. but we mostly make use of our, um, of our Instagram we do have like a TikTok, but it's it's just my oh, TikTok. Okay. Uh, we okay. we yeah. don't really post. Yeah. I have like a few posts, and mm-hmm. it's kind of dumb. But um, yeah, so uh, we mostly post on our Instagram. So absolutely, check out at we underscore r underscore mayrunner. You can mm-hmm. be expecting about three new followers. Yeah, <laughs> but, yes. but anything Progress. you can get. <laughs> but um, so. I know we said uh, you guys are available on Apple and yeah, uh, Spotify, and, and Spotify mm-hmm. as well. So go ahead and stream these guys. Uh, their music's amazing. Uh, do you guys have any closing remarks? We're working on stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we're 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 about to release our album. It's titled "Tell Me Where You've Been." Oh. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's ten songs. Yeah. Okay. Ten songs. Um, that that's gonna be releasing hopefully very soon as mm-hmm. soon as we can get that done um yeah uh let's see if there's anything else any closing remarks that i want to do <laughs> i had a stupid thing that came through my head and yeah. i like uh uh whatever uh it was it was, it was dumb um <laughs> we thrive on that here uh, so. <laughs> but uh no like um i think i think just you know anybody that wants to check out our music you know 
please listen to it and just like do a deep dive of it. Mm-hmm. I think people um, will see more than just what's you know on the surface when you Absolutely. when you definitely dig in and kind of um, you know pay attention to the music. We we've prided ourselves on the fact that we go through everything with a fine tooth comb on on literally every song that we have right. nothing's ever really phoned in on our end um and we it's painstaking we've gone through it over and over to the point that we kind of hate it sometimes mm-hmm. but um you know that's uh, if, if anybody you know discovers us from this um yeah just make sure to like listen to our music as 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 deeply as as mm-hmm. you can because i feel like you know, with more that we got coming up, you know, the the sound is going to adjust and change. Um, we're going to evolve. We're going to be a different version of what we are right now, but that was always the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. I think it's super cool that me being relatively new to the scene and playing with bands, like just learning faces and names mm-hmm. is one thing, but it's really cool to be able to sit here and like listen to deep dive or deep diving your process and like mm-hmm. what the songs mean and how you approach music. Yeah. So it's just more enriching for me as a guitar player. Like yeah. I just, I get yeah. a kick out of that kind of stuff. I like it. Thank you for being you. Well, your music oh, is man. amazing. Thank you so yeah. much for having wow. us. Over Absolutely. Here. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah. Deverick Infinite, a uh, finest. And, uh, This has been Jim Jones, Too Sick. Peace and love.